Welcome to another episode of Cross-Section, the official podcast of the Section on Neonatal Perinatal Medicine of the American Academy of Pediatrics. The neonatal section represents more than 3,500 neonatologists and clinicians who are committed to caring for the nation's smallest and most vulnerable patients. In Cross-Section, we hear firsthand from some of those individuals about their work. Hi, I'm John Zapanzik. This week in Cross-Section, there's a bonus if you follow through until the end of the podcast. We're joined by Dr. Viral Jane, a fellow at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Viral's main research focus is in laboratory science. In fact, he's a past Klaus awardee and was one of 10 investigators selected to present oral abstracts at the section scientific meeting at the AAP National Conference and Exhibition in Chicago in September. In addition, though, Viral has been coordinating our very popular journal club for the section. As you'll hear, this is a collaboration between the section, the International Evidence-Based Neonatology Group, the journal Acta Pediatrica, and the AAP's own journal of perinatology. Viral, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. Um, Viral, journal clubs are an important part of um, our continuing medical education, and they obviously come in many forms, from the traditional lunchtime sessions led by a fellow, through to those that are, I guess, more like book clubs, rotating between houses that are hopefully well-stocked with cheese and wine. Um, what's new about, about your version? So our version is just taking the old traditional format uh, to more uh, on, a, on a broader forum, uh, which is using the online version of it. Uh, every one of us is now online. Everyone uses uh, Facebook, Twitter, and social media as such. So why should we confine the knowledge just to a small classroom and let everyone you know, take benefit of it or learn from it uh, via an online medium? But that's the main difference, taking the same model in a class uh, in a class-based session and taking it online for the entire world to learn from it. Oh, interesting. So, so did did you model it on some on another online version, or or did you um, sort of generate this one de novo? So it's not completely de novo. Uh, the ACP, the American College of Physicians, uh, had a somewhat uh, similar format uh, of using an online-based critical appraisal of literature. Uh, and I just added a more detailed version of it uh, from the ACP. But yeah, the idea is basically derived from the ACP Journal Club. And in addition to the online component, the other thing I noticed that's different is that you've assembled several very strong organizations to take part in this. Um, can you tell me about them and about how, how that collaboration came about? Yeah, so uh, it's actually, it's when you have a good idea and it's about educating everyone, we are blessed by a lot of uh, really good mentors who also want to achieve the same goal. So it's all of us having meeting together to achieve the same goal of spreading this uh, this notion of uh, having evidence-based literature teaching going on uh, with so much literature coming in uh, nowadays, it's very hard to keep up with them. Even high impact articles, can, high impact journals can publish uh, articles which may overestimate the confusion. While a lower impact article can publish a really good study, but how do we go about distinguishing which we should adapt in our practice or not? So that was the idea I put forward to, uh, forward to the AAP committee and everyone was like really excited about it. Uh, and getting people involved was easy. People who have been in this evidence-based medicine field uh, were very eager to join on board and help me streamline this. So you, you basically approached these uh, the evidence-based neonatology uh, organizations, a, a, an international organization that promotes rigor in neonatology um, published uh, literature and has conferences once every two years, either in the United States or, or uh, internationally. 
so did you you approached them and and they agreed to work with you how did that work yeah so initially i put forward the idea to the aap committee that this is how we plan to do it we initially started with uh, dr alan job uh, yourself uh, joining us the club uh, and dr dimitri dukoni uh, also joining us and then uh, it was uh, it was brought to my notice that there's an organization called ebneo was also working on the exact same thing but more on the international level but with a slightly different focus so considering we all want to achieve the same goal uh, we got in touch with dr kriplani and decided to merge both the organization together and work together dr kriplani was part of the leadership of that organization then mhm so you've merged their version with with yours and then you you pulled in the journals as well So that's I would like to thank Dr. Vaimata for it. Uh, she said that because it's turning out a really popular forum, and because the authors are putting in a lot of effort, it, it's worthwhile and it's a good literature which is coming out and it's worthwhile to be published as such. So she helped uh, us coordinate with Dr. Ned Lawson, who is the editor in chief at Journal of Perinatology, to get this uh, articles published in the journal. So once people do a, a review, it is it's actually published uh, not only online but in in a in a traditional journal as well. Yeah, in the traditional journal, uh, each article has its own DOI and it's listed in PubMed too, and it is citable. You started this process as a member of the trainees in early career neonatology group. It's targeted, as I understand, to um, early career people, right? Fellows and and um, junior neonatologists. Yeah. So the by design, uh, when I designed it, when I was a resident, is uh, for us trainees to have this as a part of our training process to learn evidence based medicine, which is the main different focus from what the EBNEO has. Uh, for us, it's more of a teaching exercise. uh for the trainees and the early career neonatologists uh for it one one of the things i liked about the obviously there's a teaching a component for the person who is going through and and reading the article and producing the the summary for the literature but i i also liked the additional module that you've attached which is a statistical or or methodological learning point that is attached to each of the articles Yeah so the, this was actually a pretty novel idea which came uh which was which came up during one of our meetings at the PAS uh, about how can we be more proactive in spreading a message of educating uh, everyone and this EBM teaching point was uh, was came out from that meeting uh, so EBM teaching point is it just helps you learn all the nuances of the evidence based medicine like what is what are the biases in secondary analysis what is a non inferiority test and what is the statistical test which i have heard it for the first time and how do i interpret it who um, produces those little addenda to the to the article so the author himself uh, because it's a learning exercise he himself writes the uh, ebm teaching point but it's reviewed by a special statistical editor who's based at uh, colorado students hospital great so if someone is interested in in producing one of these uh, journal club summaries walk us through exactly what would happen how would they get involved what would they be responsible for and and what would the end product look like so the first thing uh, that any author who's interested uh, in doing a journal club article review uh, first has to email me uh, about what article they want to uh, critically appraise so i can reserve them so that we do not have duplication of efforts because we are coordinating it together with ebneo who has its own separate submission process and what would your email be 
Yeah, it's my first name underscore last name. That's V I R A L underscore J A I N at live.com, L I V E.com. So once you email me, I'll reserve the article, make sure there are no duplicates uh, going on. And then you have about six weeks to eight weeks to write a critical appraisal of the literature. We have a standard PICO based format, which can be found uh, on the AAP neonatal website. PICO being? Yeah, population, intervention, uh, control outcome. Uh, in time so how to how to ask a good question yeah how to, how, how to ask the question uh, and how to uh, how to critically appraise each and every uh, each and every study and then uh, give your commentary or discussion about it along with an ebm lesson uh, and you submit it back to us uh, i do the first review uh, and then forward it to uh, whoever uh, the editor is available at that time. I at times also uh, use uh, an, a second editor, which can be an expert in the field. Uh, I have emailed a few people who are expert in the field, have been very kind to review uh, the article for me as well. And once the article uh, comes back to me, uh, and once the uh, edits from the statistical edit also comes back to me, I forward it back to the author for any other addendum if required or any revision if required. Um, and then take it forward from there. Anyone can um, can email you. Are these open to uh, to anyone to contribute? Yeah, so you don't have to be just TCAN member. As, as I said, the goal is about learning. So anyone who's interested in learning or try to learn how to uh, how to do evidence-based uh, literature critical appraisal uh, can write an article. You, you've done quite a few of these, right? I was noticing on the AAP uh, section website that there are Quite a few already completed. Yeah, so we have about 10 articles uh, already done, uh, most of them already published uh, in the Journal of Perinatology too. Uh, going on, the response has been really good uh, from what I talked to all the authors. It has been a good learning experience from them. Uh, they all said that they never realized this is how to do it. Uh, and the good part is uh, their labor, their, their efforts are not going wasted. We're giving them a published citable material which will they can cite in their CV and um, they can hopefully take forward about spreading evidence-based medicine. That, that's actually a, that's actually an interesting point, right? Right. You're, you're doing the sort of work that you would be doing for a journal club, but ending up with a uh, publication at the end of it. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a point made to the editors also to give a more of a constructive feedback so that it's more of a learning exercise rather than saying, no, this is wrong. The the section also produces something called articles of interest. Does, does your... Uh, does your project initiative overlap at all with the articles of interest? Uh, no, so article of interest is just uh, like a statement of what the new articles have come uh, in the literature so that because there are about 1000 articles published uh, every month uh, in just field of neonatology if you account for all the journals, but which are the ones, no one's ever gonna read the 1000 articles. So articles of interest just selects the top 10 articles which you should really be paying attention to for the except for the person who goes through those thousand articles and pick the top 10, top 20 articles for that month. I, I guess um, the, those top 10 might be uh, suitable candidates for people to do journal clubs on. Yeah, so that's where authors have told me have picked up articles. Uh, we ideally want to review articles which are high impact and which is going to change our management style. Uh, are the good, one, good articles to pick up uh, to a review for the journal club too. So what, what are your um, thoughts about the future of the Journal Club? Do you have any other ideas for innovations and, and where you think it'll go? And um, you're going to have a video <laughs> version or what, what's up? With the... 
So That's yeah, that. so we do have uh, the phase two plan already, uh, which will be going to a podcast uh, or a social media based uh, journal club discussion, where we plan to invite the author of the article, uh, one of the trainees, uh, and one of the moderator who will go and uh, ask uh, the question similar to be asked in the written format and go through the whole evidence based discussion of a journal club. So it will be bringing the classroom session, uh, hopefully with the author of the article and an expert in the field in a more online uh, based uh, platform. And people from uh, people can then, listeners can then comment on it or send their questions, uh, which we can take uh, the question and answer them during the live session itself. That, that's a fantastic idea. Because I, I think, you know, people who go to, uh, uh, who are able to go to conferences regularly can sometimes hear the um, uh, perspectives of the authors at those conferences, but um, if if you're if you don't happen to catch the right person at the right time, you you you're left with only the what's on the printed page, and um, and the nuances I think are kind of lost sometimes. So that that's what a great idea. Was, um, what do you have a timeline for that? Do you think sometime over the next? Oh, so sometimes. Uh, hopefully, I can get some more time, and uh, it's probably I'm actively working on this uh, section right now. Yeah. As you rightly said, uh, it's, it's very well known that English and medicine don't normally uh, fit together very well. <laughs> so even though the author's conclusion uh, would be slightly different from what's how English is written, it's very important to know what the author actually thinks about the article he wrote. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I have to say, I, I use both of these on a on a regular basis on the on the website. Your your journal club summaries and the articles of interest, um, the, the sort of pre-selected what you should be reading uh, work. Um, so it's it's been a, a great offering. Thank you so much for undertaking uh, the journal club piece of it. Oh, uh, yeah, it's it's all because of so much support I get from the AAP. Very good. So um, as we mentioned at the top, in addition to uh, your work as a a Klaus awardee on um, fetal steroidogenesis and um, your work, quite a lot of work on the Journal Club, you are also a songwriter. Um, before we hear about your most recent offering, tell us about your about your music, what you've done in the past and, and what it is to you. So music has always been uh, close to me. Uh, I used to play a little bit in college, but once I had got into med school, I became really serious. I'm like, I need to have some a proper hobby to keep myself sane during uh, medical school. Uh, so that's when I started. I had a band back in medical school uh, where I used to perform and write songs uh, locally and stuff. And then I moved into residency where I started performing more. Uh, I was fortunate to have some really good classmates uh, who played instruments and we were able to perform band and uh, perform in the hospital for fundraiser events uh, and go out and perform whenever we had time during the busy uh, busy residency. A jam session used to be midnight or 2 a.m. post-call days. So that's how we used to all, <laughs> all gather ourselves together uh, and do it. Uh, but my favorite part during residency was we used to go for a rehab rotations. Uh, and then I used to be their music therapist there. So I used to gather all the NICU graduates uh, who had all this break and YouTube and who were there in their walkers it's together all of them and then introduce a lot of them to Beatles and Pearl Jam and uh, a lot of Eric left and a lot of good musicians so uh, the staff the staff the staff used to love it uh, they used to wait for me to come uh, so I can gather all of them and have some music therapy going on from them oh isn't that and, wonderful yeah uh, I, and that's how I once I came to Cincinnati uh, music is always close to me 
So I, I met with uh, a few people in the hospital and said that, hey, we have this You're the Hope thing where we help people make music. And I said, hey, I want to write a song about a NICU babies. Uh, because this has been a lot of literature which has come out, uh, like a really good randomized control multi-centered trials, which shows uh, music therapy works a lot in babies and it does help uh, hmm. bring more cardiovascular stability, improves parent-infant bonding and stuff. So music is is a universal theme in the NICU which is coming up. Uh, so I told them, hey, how, why don't we get some uh, NICU parents and maybe some older NICU graduates uh, who might join us and let all of us sit together and write songs. So there are at least about 10 people who came uh, from a NICU graduates, their parents, uh, physicians, NICU physicians who got together, uh, the NICU music therapists, and we all came up with a song uh, about that. Oh, I didn't realize that. I, I thought this was um, in, entirely your work sort of in the background, but this is actually a, a collaborative effort between you and patients and families. Oh, yeah. So that was always the goal. For me, it's never me. It's always us. <laughs> Uh, so that that was the goal. I, I did write the whole song. I did, uh, mm -hmm. did the whole uh, composing uh, as well as the lyrics and everything for it. But uh, for me, it, it was always the, the way I wrote it is for everyone to be involved because it's more about the message of the song rather mm -hmm. than the song itself. Uh, now for it, the song I wrote it about is it's called Warmth of My Love. It's it's about the whole. As I talk about the evidence is saying, it's about uh, bonding, parent-infant bonding, and skin to skin and giving the comfort to the preterm baby uh, which is coming down with physiology. So it talks about how good skin to skin is and how much the baby likes uh, if you do it uh, for it. And so so what what role did the, um, as you gathered the, the patients and their families together, what, what, how did they, how did you involve them in the, in the creation of, of your song? It was, yeah, it was all word of mouth. Oh, everyone likes music. And I just spread a word uh, in the NICU that if anyone or parent or anyone was interested uh, who has any musical talent uh, will, will just uh, modify the song to include their part in it uh, to come join us. And within a few days, I had a uh, few people stepping forward. Uh, the song is actually sung by one of our former NICU parent dad. Mm. Uh, and the way he thinks is it about his baby and how he wants to give warmth of his love the baby to make sure uh, his child has the best outcome. Well, I, I have to say it is just a, a, a beautiful offering. Um, with your permission, maybe we'll uh, we'll go out um, on on that song. But before we do that, I I wanted to ask if if you were uh, planning to to do any more. Surely, uh, as as I said, I like to combine. Medicine is my passion, but music is an equal passion. So I like combining both of them, and I'm very lucky and fortunate to be able to do that. Uh, for it. And as I said, it's thanks to all the people I work with. It's never a one-man show here. Uh, it's nothing, uh, you cannot do much if I didn't have the support as such. I had a lot of support while writing the song too. Uh, with all the people organizing, the producer, uh, the studio uh, owner and everything who worked really hard to make this a really good song as possible. Okay. So if, if uh, people want to uh, hear, hear this ag again, can you tell us, can you uh, give us an address where they can uh, hear it on online so uh it, it can be found on the youtube uh the link would be in the description uh, it's also on hearthehope.org uh, and you can search for warmth of my love there and it should be available for download great um thank and you. it should be 
Yeah, it will be on the AAP website also soon. Uh, as soon as we get the website fixed, uh, considering it's now considered an AAP song. Well, that, that's very kind of you to, to uh, provide <laughs> yeah. it for the community. So we'll, we'll make sure that it's prominent um, on, on the website for people to find. Okay, and, and interviewers always have to ask, what is the name of, what was the name of your first band? Globus Paradis. <laughs> That's great. And then my abandoned residency was called the Differentials. <laughs> so I went for a more heavy rocker to a more classic yeah. rock and residency. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, <laughs> and now and now you're and now you're solo with uh, <laughs> with the support of the of the NICU crowd. Yeah. Excellent. Well, um, thank you so much for uh, talking with us today, and also thank you for so so much for giving our community this song. It really, it really is um, a beautiful contribution, and um, I think it's something that brings a smile to to uh, people's faces. So, uh, very nice work. Yep. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking with you. For this moment. Yeah.